the first time we did this podcast, we did it with like a Yeti mic, like one of those all, yeah. all room mic. And it was me and a merchant and it just sounded like we were yelling at each other the whole time. It sounded like her and I were like really mad because of the way it would like echo off the room. Oh, jeez. But we were, we we're actually friends and I, I listened back to it and I was like, we got to get better podcast equipment. Yeah. All right. So we have the creator of, of Braxley Vans in the office, uh, Mr. Braxton Manley. Happy to be here. Cool. Um, so we met a few months ago at a Volusion meetup in Austin, saw your bands, thought they were cool. You actually gave me one. Uh, one of our developers wears it because I don't personally wear Apple Watches. I like Apple Watches, but I'm like a watch nerd. I'm not the target market. But like I said, if you make one for another watch, 18 millimeter, I'll wear it. Okay. So uh, tell me about Braxley Bands. Braxley Bands are what we call the world's most comfortable Apple Watch bands. It started as a class project about... Three years ago. That was at uh, Tech, right? Texas Tech. Guns up. Yeah. And that, so they had this really cool thing there called the Innovation Hub. And it was this brand new, like, multi-million dollar building that was just nobody was totally being underutilized. And the idea of it was to kind of fuel student entrepreneurship. So they, had the, they hosted this, this thing called Red Raider Startup, where it was a three-day entrepreneurial workshop from, like, like, learning how to basically write a business plan and pitch to, like, kind of prototyping and and all these things and that's how it started and was that it a was, new pro- that's a new program overall because we're not very far in age but like i never had that in college or maybe they did and I it, was it was very new i was i was the first year it was open at oh, least for okay tech. got it it was actually called three-day startup at the time which i think was a, a startup in itself out of ut i don't know but anyway so i i pitched this idea i had got an apple watch for my birthday a few years ago and i the band on it drove me nuts. And I was kind of a watch snob too. And I was like, this thing just isn't cool. Like the band was really bothering me. It was that rubber, like kind of yeah, the silicone one with the weird snap on belt yeah. thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't into the band, but I, I wanted to wear the watch, of course. And so I started making these prototype bands out of socks because it was like stretchy on and off and I had some cool printed socks. Mm-hmm. So right around this time that three day startup thing happened, I, I pitched the idea to the group and it got chosen. We basically just landed on like, you know, making these bands out of socks, cool designs, or whatever. And it kind of over time transformed into me and my best friend from college, Grant Andrews. We teamed up and at that time we opened a Wix store. Oh, OK. We were trying to basically scale this thing from like having to put no money into it. At and all. was that still as it was part of a class project or did you make the A in the class project and then go, OK, hey, there actually might be something here? This is where it's kind of tricky because there was like two class projects. So the first thing was that Red Raider startup. And then after that, I had a marketing class where it was the same kind of idea, but over the course of a semester. Oh, okay. So it's like they start it, they kind of like let the idea fester, and then you kind of get to chase it down? Well, no, they weren't really related to each other. Oh, you just kept it, just, it in like, Yeah, it was like, well, it. this is an idea that I have, so I'm going to do that for this one Oh, too. that's awesome. There you go. Yeah, yeah I gonna... think it, actually I did it probably for like four classes in some way, like as a project. Smart man. Get some uh, credit for it. Yeah. You the idea. Why not? And I was like, I'm working, so, you know. Pretty shortly after that, we realized this was going to work for real. And we realized we couldn't make them out of socks because after, after wearing it around for a while, they didn't last. Yeah, know? so we're using like the this part of the sock? Like crew socks, yeah, we're yeah. using the crew part of the sock. Oh God, okay, that, <laughs> that works. That was better than my hand gesture, okay. And it was really comfortable and stuff. But it, and so it, which it one durable. you knew how to sew? My partner Grant apparently took a sewing class in high school. Oh, okay. He says it wasn't as a way just to meet girls, but I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why any dude takes a sewing class. Fair anyway, enough. It was, it was a great thing to learn. Apparently, Uh-oh. I mean, it worked out for you. Yeah, because I had no clue. I couldn't sew on my own. So he was like, yo, I'm actually really, really good at sewing. I'm like, that's incredible. So <laughs> That's what you need in a partner. Yeah. 
So anyway, we got to work on these things. We borrowed my Nana's sewing machine. We, Did you think you were crazy when you were like, hey, can I borrow your sewing machine? Because like if I ever would have asked my grandmother that, she would have been like, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she did. But we had like a, you know, very basic online store going and we would stitch like them made to order and we did everything ourselves. And how are you getting the connectors? Because like Apple Watch has like that specific piece that like locks into it. Were you just ordering those online and then just adapting? Yeah. And at first it took like 45 days for them to come in. It was oh, just bet. horrible shipping. And yeah, we'd, we'd get like a dozen. The idea was like we didn't want to have to put really any money into this. I've heard Bracken speak a couple of times. I think he said it was like 20 yeah, bucks investment. Yeah. That's my estimate because it was literally just buying some elastic and some adapters, like probably less than four pairs. And that's really what it started out. I sold those to my friends on Venmo, like oh, my college buddies, and used that to just literally just, just to grow it, buy more material, and then sell that to the community. We, we had a couple like boutique stores in Lubbock that bought our stuff really early on. And so I'm like super grateful to have that community. I think at Tech and in Lubbock was really like the secret thing that made this company work. Them kind of embracing yeah. you guys. Texas Tech is, so my mom went to Tech. I don't oh, know if really? I ever told oh. you that. They're very tech people take care of tech people. That's the thing I've noticed because like my, a couple of my aunts went there as well. There's like that niche like group. Like if you see a person wearing a Texas Tech shirt and you went there, there's like this immediate bond. I have like seven cousins that all have been to tech oh really yeah and my girlfriend oh there you go so it's just like you guys are a pro tech, tech family everywhere. there you go not my parents so question though so you, you started this idea you had this idea when you were in college did you want to start a business like as long as i can remember it was like start a business or start a band okay kind of, i saw the guitarist on here yeah that's kind of always been a passion of mine but no i was always really interested in entrepreneurship and it, it's something i think my dad kind of Got me interested in at a young age as well. Was he an entrepreneur as well? Yeah. He's a, a restaurant owner. Oh, uh, nice. Iron Cactus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Iron Cactus. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Cool story because he also started in college and, and like opened his first thing when he was 19. It was a tanning salon here in Austin. He worked on it with my mom and, and my mom's brother. And they're, uh, they've just done a lot of interesting stuff over the years. With uh, they, they had a... Actually, this is crazy. I think in the, in the late 80s, they opened up a crazy elastic pants company and i have a pair here in austin oh, really? south Lamar. it was called nowhere fashions for anywhere nowhere fashions for anywhere they're incredible they're like they're like workout pants that you'd see it's just crazy how it's like a, a flat circle i've always been inspired by them and they still work together to this day so so they must have been a pretty good inspiration for you then to be like i'm gonna go chase this down something myself Definitely. absolutely so you said you you started the wix website and was that when you were in college and how did you land on wix like what made you say like okay we're just gonna go do this Wix was like the cheapest option and it was also the easiest to just drag and drop mm -hmm. I, I really liked wix early on what year did you start wix like what year did you start the website spring 2017 i think wow yeah okay i, f I forget how new you are to this when i listen to you talk about it it's like oh yeah it sounds like you guys have been around for years <laughs> yeah. Well, it has been at this point. It's been three years, I think. It feels like a long yeah. time. I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. So you start on Wix, you start selling on that, you kind of prove the concept and say, okay, hey, you know, hey, Grant, there might actually be something here. At that time, was it was that your full-time gig, just throwing everything at it? Yeah. I mean, because we were also full-time students. When did you graduate? August 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And so we had, yeah, we, we were working on it as full-time students for a year, a little over a year, I guess. And... Spent two summers in Lubbock just, just grinding mm -hmm. it out. So we'd basically make them all to order. And then at that point, we, we were like, okay, we cannot keep making these things. Like, it's making us go crazy. We have to focus mm -hmm. on marketing. That's what we really wanted to do was get mm -hmm. more creative with it. What made you choose Shopify? 
being an Austin-based company and not looking at, you know, someone that might be in your backyard that also is an e-commerce company? Yeah, something I'd heard before, and I, I, I used to at that time, like, study Tim Ferriss's work, his book, The 4-Hour Work Week. It's fantastic, and that helped me. That's basically how I learned most stuff early on, especially with the foundational thing. But what I had heard was study what the brands that you're looking up to are doing and mm-hmm. just sort of use the tools they're using. They're choosing those things for a reason. So I was looking up to like movement watches. There's a ton of companies that I remember just studying at the time. And almost all of them were on Shopify. So it seemed like a no-brainer. Made the switch. Very happy with it, I think. How is that process moving from Wix oh, to Shopify? Oh, it Shop- sucks. Yeah, oh, really? just having to do, because you lose all your data. So having to switch platforms is not fun, but I would say it was a necessary evil. And do you use like an agency to help you guys do that? Or do you guys just no, do it No, we just alone? did it. Nice. We're, we're working with an agency now to build out a custom Shopify theme for oh, the awesome. first time. So I'm super excited about that. That's, that's going to be that's really cool. cool. I mean, your website and, you know, kind of talking about like movement and some of the other, you know, D2C brands, you guys really do have kind of a unique, like fresh feel on your website. So Thank you. I'm like, really excited to see what the theme looks like. Thank you. Yeah. We, what, one thing that I wanted to do that I think uh, keeps it unique is we actually just have our product page or our shop page mm-hmm. as our homepage. Yeah, it's There's really no cool. Click, you know, just, it's a simple product. You don't need to over explain it, you know? Exactly. Just get a watch yeah. strap. Get a strap. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it. It's like you can do it all from, do it all from right yeah. there. What's your one tip to someone who's migrating e commerce platforms that you've learned from your, you know, still somewhat recent scars of doing it? I would say my, my one tip would be to try and save that data. I, I wish we would have done that at the time because it did kind of screw up our, our numbers. And that made it really tricky for, for the months following. Oh, yeah, to kind of compare against it. Yeah, and I, I'm a big stats guy. I really like to look at our analytics. And so that bothered me a lot. But other than that, I would say to work, probably work with a real developer. And, and if you have the budget, do it right. Don't just buy a premium theme and do it yourself. Because not everything is drag and drop. So yep. make sure you have somebody on hand that can do what you need to do. Because... Otherwise, the site would not look as good as it does. Absolutely. And the one thing I, the one thing I want to talk to you about, because when you did your presentation, the thing that you, you talked so eloquently about was kind of your, your social media strategy and kind of how you see that stuff going. And so I kind of want to open up the floor to you. So as a product that is a visually driven product, really targeted at probably millennials, I would say, based off the patterns. I mean, everyone likes comfort, but I, I think that's probably your demo. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, no, that, that's right. Basically, uh, what I'm trying to do is just make my demo myself. Like, just design stuff or, or make the whole thing around what I would love, you know? And crazy thing is, though, we do have the most massive demographic I've seen. Like, basically, anybody that's wearing an Apple Watch would have a practical use for our watch bands. Oh, yeah. People that are, I mean, there's, there's people that are in nursing homes that love our bands because they, like a, a lot of times elderly people are wearing the watches to monitor their heart and our bands are the best option for them because they just slide on and off. There's no clasp to mess with. So we have a lot of old people that love our stuff, which is awesome. I, I think that's really funny and, and it really does provide a great tool for them. So who are you targeting then? So targeting like- people that are basically just like me. But the word of mouth has been incredible. So that's who we kind of are targeting on Instagram. But it goes so much further beyond that. 
So talk to me about one of the things you mentioned was moving from professional photography to using your phone for like the photos. What was the what was the move behind that? Yeah, I mean, we do use some professional photography. I mean, I think it's important to use a professional photographer to do your product photos. Mm-hmm. But for Instagram and Snapchat and all these other ads that are all these other platforms that are built for running ads, people want to see photos that were taken on the device they're using. It works better with the interface. So like on Instagram, most people's personal Instagrams are filled with pictures they're taking on their phone. They're not often, unless they're professional photographers, taking them on another camera and then posting on Instagram. So the best Instagram ads are taken on an iPhone because it's what the interface likes the best. It feels the most natural. And also, phone cameras are so freaking good now that oftentimes we would do a photo shoot with a professional photographer and then I'd have my phone doing pictures on the side. We'd compare them side to side and be like, the phone pictures are better. It's crazy. It just... You know, it works. The tech, the tech is there now. So Absolutely. Yeah. And what social media platform or what ad do you guys see the best ROI on for you guys as a unique product like yours? Instagram is great for us. And you do a lot of sponsors? Do you do sponsored or unsponsored or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we try to build a really big organic Instagram following. That's been really important for us because basically then anytime you post, it's a free ad. And we're really trying to cultivate this community. So when you buy a Braxley van, you get a business card shaped thing in there that says, tag us on your story and we'll repost you to the rest of the band. Hashtag join the band. And that's our thing. And it's, it's incredible. Like if you look right now, there will be probably around five to six stories. That's awesome. And none of them are like famous necessarily, but everybody on there has, you know, two or 300 followers at least or whatever. And it's just free word of mouth. An organic thing we've done that is proven to be super beneficial for us and also it's a lot of fun because people are really creative with it well i bet it's got to be really like fulfilling to see people interacting with the brand any successful company you have to have some sort of relationship with you have to resonate with yeah. it and some in some way or another to see like and there's also like a human side of it to yeah. be like oh yeah you know grant and braxton are behind you know yeah. the braxley bands guys so it's it's cool just to know like the the human element to it i i have another funny one we did for Halloween this year, we told people, if you dress up as a Braxley band, we'll give you $200 in store credit. We oh, sent wow. it out as an email. I thought nobody would do it, or maybe like one or two people would do it. Mm-hmm. We had like 12 people do it. Oh, really? And so one, we're like, oh shit, we had to give, we had to give out a <laughs> lot of store credit. But it was so worth it, because people actually went way, like legit with it and were these people like uh, degrees of separation away from you so it wasn't just like someone's friend that did it or i have no clue who these people were that is awesome they they are just fans of the brand and it's amazing me it's like what are it's really crazy to see people that are so interactive with it like that and i mean i just anybody listening i would say to go look at our october instagram you'll see that you'll see the people that uh, I love it. We'll, we'll definitely link up. We'll, we'll definitely we'll make that the thumbnail for the podcast. Okay, the someone, I just yeah. assume someone's like laying down with like, I don't know, like a towel wrapped around them or something and doing that yeah. to do that. So you do sell a product that is tied to like Apple. So Apple's success and fit. I mean, obviously it's very successful, but you are tied. Your fate is tied to theirs. Is that something that you've ever, is that something you're concerned about? Like how far in the future? Like what if Apple releases a new watch with different clasps? Like how... How close is your ear to the ground on that? Uh, as close as it can be. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, 
there's no way we can ever know what Apple chooses to do. You know, um, if they want to change the adapters, we won't know until everybody else knows. So that is an inherent risk of, of selling a complementary product. But at the same time, it'll be really easy to adapt to it. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Most of our stuff does sell out pretty quickly. Like I think right now there's more than half of our SKUs, our, our product options are out of stock. Oh, wow. That's a good yeah. problem. The thing is some of our styles have up to eight sizes because we'll have four different band sizes and two Apple Watch. Oh, uh, the sizes. 38 or the 42. Yeah. So yeah. we have a lot of things to keep inventory on. Mm-hmm. But we're also trying to cycle out new designs all the time. Hmm. So how do you come up with the designs? I mostly make them myself. And you just like, what's your process there? Just study artwork and stuff I like. And be a love. cool shirt. Someone walks by and you're like, oh, that'd be a cool pattern. Yeah. For yeah. Kind of. I try to like always be mindful of what people are wearing or, or what artists are doing and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so we're releasing some, I think, five new designs Coming in, in the next two weeks okay could be sooner so sometime in march because i think this is coming out in like two or three weeks so this might actually line okay up pretty so this well. might be around the same yeah. time and in may or early june i will have the summer collection and those ones i'm really stoked for we did so i can't give anything out yet but braxlibands.com yes just all i'm saying is follow along because there's new exciting styles coming out often and that's something that i think won't be a problem for us if Apple chooses to change their adapters. One, we can also start producing those adapters. Apple is really supportive of third-party That's brands. my next question. I was going to say, I don't know, Apple's kind of known to be very secretive, but like for right. like, I guess the phone case world. That's my the example I give every time is think about phone cases. Everybody has a third-party phone case. Apple sells third-party phone cases in the Apple store. They don't want to make phone cases. They want to make the phone. Yeah. And so they don't care. They're not going to... Uh, I don't think, try to do that with their... I mean, they do sell Apple Watch bands as well. Yeah, but, they have like the Nikes and they have like the Hermes ones. But, but. I, even, even if I think Apple came out with like the same technology we use, like the elastic quality to it, I don't think it would really slow us down because people want our styles. Like we're coming out with stuff that's almost artwork. Yeah, it's relevant. Like I, they, are, they are really nice. One of the developers has a blue and white one, like the one you're wearing. That, that's the one that he gave me. Yeah. I told him, I was like, hey, I got this botch band. He took it. He was like, oh, yeah, done. He bought the Nike one because I thought I had like a better band, but he wears that one now. One of the questions I, I do have is, you know, we have the website. The website's doing really well. Do you still do any brick and mortar? Do you, are you guys still being carried in Lubbock or have you guys looked at any like marketplaces? No, we, we were in a lot of stores at one point. We were probably in a dozen stores across Texas. And I think we had one in Delaware. Then random. Okay. I don't know. They reached that. We had a lot of stores reaching out to us at one point, though. That's pretty cool. And we had to tell them because stuff was selling out online and we could make twice as much money online and also have more control of the brands and the customers. And, you know, we could connect with them better. We made a decision probably a year ago. We, we told them we're no longer fulfill any wholesale orders they place. We're only going to go online. And it's been the best decision we've made because we weren't really, we didn't really have much of a margin. I mean, we sell a low cost product overall. And if you have to cut that in half to sell retail, you're not making any money at it. Well, that's the beauty of like D2C. That's, that's why people of, do it. Yeah. 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 So that, that's interesting that you guys had it and then like took the stance of saying, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. It's like, you don't want to obviously charge the customers more for the product. You don't want to like devalue the product and sell it for less. That's pretty interesting. What about what about like selling on Amazon or something like that? So Amazon is something that I use as a convenient tool 
if I need something tomorrow and it's an obscure item, Amazon's mm-hmm. perfect for it, you know? Yeah. Amazon is not the place where brands thrive. Nobody who buys product on Amazon knows the person who made it. And it's not something you connect with that brand on at all. You look at reviews and price and then you buy it and you throw the box away. What yeah. I was trying to do with this, Amazon wasn't the place for it. And also we have had times where we've been like, dude, let's try Let's just try selling on Amazon. But then the, everything that kept coming us back to no, we can't is that we haven't been able to produce enough product to not sell out mm-hmm. on Shopify alone. So like we've told ourselves it's not time to grow to another channel yet. Like Shopify is working so well for us. Like we're selling out quicker than we can make stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where it's making people upset because we're always out of stuff. Well, you're building a demand exactly. for it. So like we're always out of stuff. There's no reason to move to another channel yet. So maybe one day it would make sense to go to Amazon, but right now it, it doesn't make sense for us. Absolutely. That's, that's a good point. I, I do think like a counterpoint to that is that I know that when I buy Barton bands, like if I buy a new NATO strap, they do sell on Amazon. They've, they're at that next level. So like it's a, it's a known name in like the watch community. So I think like, I think they're a good example of maybe like a phase two. Definitely. It's definitely, you're buying from Barton on Amazon. That's a good, good thing to think about. What do you guys see as kind of your next phase of growth? So you're killing it on Shopify. What, without giving too much away, I don't want to, I don't want to give away your playbook, but what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing for the rest of 2020? So two things, three things, three things. Love it. First thing is the way we're going to build out Braxley bands is we are going to have this fresh new website, which mm-hmm. should launch this summer. Nice. Just in time um, for the summer launch? Yeah. Are you planning those two to launch together, the, the, the summer line and the website? No. I want to have the website up and running as soon as possible. Got it. I, okay. I don't, I don't want to have to make those yeah. contingent on each other. But hopefully it'll be around the same time. Yeah. And we want to expand our product offerings. But stay on Apple Watch for now. I'll give one little secret about the summer collection. There we go. We're starting to mess with the adapters. Okay. So we've always just done black, silver, gold adapters. And we found a manufacturer now who can actually paint on the adapters and oh, use some cool. that are iridescent. We just have some really cool colored adapters coming out. That's something awesome. that nobody else is doing. That's and, really, really and cool. And so I want to I wanna just really, really solidify us because I don't think the Apple Watch is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to solidify us first as the coolest, coolest Apple Watch bands on the market. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay as elastic and, and keep a lot of stuff the same, but just keep building it out and grow it to its maturity because it's it's still at its infancy there's no doubt about it with just the total addressable market and the stuff we've been able to do with the the product itself this might be a 2021 thing but then we'd then we'd probably expand horizontally to different watches compatibilities so so stay in smart watches or i'd like to go across the board definitely would just offer like a 18 millimeter 22 millimeter universal watch connector for people that are purists, the timepiece, you know, the, the Rolex pe- with the Braxley. I, I'd, I'd put a Braxley on mine. Okay. I'd, I'd rock a Braxley. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would. I, I was looking at it as you did it, and I was like, I wonder if I can get that adapter out without messing up the stitching. You like, can. I can. Okay, cool. All right, we'll talk about that yeah. offline. I, I would definitely go in fat. One of the things that this is more kind of time sensitive, but I do know that you, you drop ship from Hong Kong, you know, with this. We actually COVID- don't drop ship. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, you manufacture right. from there. Yeah, sorry, you, you have that relationship. Are you concerned at all about getting your products back over to the States or have you had a serious conversation? Because I think you said Grant handles that. No, I, I actually handle that. Um, okay. 
Yeah, it was not great timing. It's it's really bad news. But, you know, because Chinese New Year takes about a month. Uh, everybody's gone for a month over Chinese New Year, oh, which okay. is mid-January to mid-February. And that's also when the coronavirus broke out. What is it, March? 4th? March 4th, yeah. They're just now starting to come back in the office. Okay. Which is good because it doesn't sound like it's getting any worse, but I think they're running on like a really limited staff. But from what they've been telling us, they're working again. They're up and running. So that's great news. It was definitely a, a bit of a daunting thing for a while there because we had no clue when we were going to be able to make stuff again. Oh, absolutely. Definitely if you're in mainland as well, then I think because you're in Hong Kong, it's a bit, it's a bit different because I think Hong Kong is a bit more separated. Yeah. So that, that works out pretty well. You know, e-commerce, a lot of the conferences are all being canceled. And you think, okay, you know, Magento Imagine canceled, Shopify Unite canceled theirs. Because you kind of wonder, okay, this is the, the start of the ripple and kind of how far it goes. And yeah. I mean, ideally, I, I, I would love to get stuff made in America or in Mexico, but we haven't been able to find anybody that can give us a reasonable price, quality, and even capable of making the material. I mean, you got to meet your client's demand. At the end of the day, you want to offer all of those things to your customers at a price point they can affect. And, you know, offshoring to Asia is fantastic for that. But yeah, definitely wondering the, the COVID-19, as they're calling it, which I think sounds better than the coronavirus. Supposedly, Corona stock has taken like a 38% hit. Funny, hit. I was thinking about buying Corona stock. You should, because supposedly it's not on. doing well. So, yeah, I'm just saying. Do you, think, do you think that a different Mexican brewing company was like, you should call it Corona? <laughs> yeah. Because like Takai, like, like big big Mexican beer was like, or Seoul was like, you should call that virus Corona. Yikes. Yeah, you got to think, right? That, that's I don't know how. It's a rival company. Yeah, a rival beer company just said, yeah. okay, Bud Light was like, Anheuser-Busch was like, this is the coronavirus. Yeah. You can't prepare for that. Imagine it being called Braxley Benz virus or something. I mean, the I Braxley don't know. virus, we'd have to, I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. They just decided to call it that. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a question on Braxley. So it was funny this morning. I was talking to Maisie and I was like, I wonder how he got the name Braxley. And is it just, it's your <laughs> first name did, and last so. name together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my, so my nickname that like anyone who's not in e-commerce, they call me Quentalto, which is half my first name and half my last oh, name. Oh, really? And so when I was looking at my piece of paper and it says, it says on top of it, Braxton Manley, Braxley Bands. I was looking at, I was like, I wonder how we got that name. And Maisie just like covered her thumb and was like, Braxley first and last name and I was like oh like, yeah. that's that's what that's what she did she covered the piece of that's paper funny. and I was like I should I should have been uniquely qualified to know that because that is my nickname as well last couple questions I have for you is what do you see as like the next step in e-commerce for you guys for you guys and then for the space in general so you talked about your website design are you looking into like AR and VR so you can see what the band looks like is that crazy what are your thoughts on stuff like that Shopify is supposed to roll out 360-degree view product photos really soon, so we'll definitely be on top of that. But I'll tell you, what is next for us in e-commerce, for Grant and I, is we're probably going to start launching other brands that are unrelated, so start separate companies. Because I think what we've been able to do is easily replicable for like, like our strategy to how, to how to grow a product from nothing to something. We really want to go through the process again, because starting out early is fun. You know? Oh yeah, and sort of like having a baby, I think, in a weird way. You know, <laughs> well, once it gets too Grant's big, you just be pissed. I said that. <laughs> we won't tell him. But you know what I mean? Because you're like you're, you're growing, you're raising yeah, this yeah. thing from nothing, and it's it's pretty cool. So, uh... <laughs> I, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it, so like, let's say I have a great idea, or some someone who listens has a great idea for a, a website, a product, or something like that. Can they contact you and they'll go like, "Hey, I got this idea," and are you guys already ready to kind of take on that? Sort of like, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like an incubator. Yeah, sort of or thing. like a holdings company kind of yeah. where, where we would be. I, yeah, I think like that's my, my like my tenure plan. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, I go back and forth, but I think one of them could be to like establish a company, like sort of a, an umbrella company of like a family of brands, and like we would. I don't think it's necessarily like VC, but it would yeah. be more like strategically assisted investing. You know, actually going in there and taking equity in the brand to grow it to its maximum point. But to get there, what we want to do is like establish other Shopify stores. Mm-hmm. And so you see Shopify is pretty strategic. Like that is like your partner. Well, the only reason I say that is because we can be really f- familiar with the, with the way that it works. So in a way, yes, I do see them that way. And, and Shopify has a new fulfillment service coming out that mm-hmm. we would be interested in, in probably signing up for once it rolls out. Nice, yeah. Just to be fully integrated, you know? It's like if you, if you use all Apple products, your life's a little easier than using every other operating system. I bought a car that I bought because it had Apple CarPlay. It was like, nice. they're like, you can get this one or, or the one is Apple CarPlay. And I was like, it's the exact same color. It's, uh, there's like a year different. And I was like, Apple CarPlay, CarPlay, 1 million percent because everything else is Apple. Like, why would you not have something? It just, yep. it just makes things easier. Yep. Cool. I had an idea. I was going to pitch you for something because you said that thing, but I cannot remember what it was. I have an idea for a product and I cannot remember what it was, but I'll, I'll ask you and Grant. I'll, I'll try okay. to get it. I'll try to slide into the family. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Braxton, I really appreciate you coming on my friend. Yes. Um, yeah, if you are interested in an Apple Watch, you need to know Apple Watch band, you need to know who to talk to. How can the people get a hold of you? You can find me in Austin by the name of at Braxton Manley on Instagram. My brand is called at Braxley Bands, and that's BraxleyBands.com, or you can just Google comfortable Apple Watch bands, we'll come up first. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming Thank in. You. That wasn't too bad. All right. No, I loved that. That was awesome.